BFC devotional podcast. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. You know, it never occurred to me until slowly working my way through this book that we habitually rip this chapter out of its context. While we want to use it as sort of a beautiful standalone poem for weddings, this section is actually sandwiched between two sections dealing with spiritual gifts. While everything that 1 Corinthians 13 says about love is true in a vacuum, we actually get greater nuance of meaning when we deal with it in its proper setting. Take a look at these first three verses. These aren't illustrations being pulled from the air. These are talking about spiritual gifts. This is exactly what the Corinthian church was having issues with. In this section, we see the gift of tongues, prophecy, knowledge, faith, and giving. Gifts that this church was using to create division, not to bring together. Remember, the last chapter we read, chapter 12, told us the purpose of spiritual gifts. In verse 7, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Spiritual gifts are given for the mutual edification or building up of the body of the church. And if not used for the purpose of love, this chapter tells us these gifts are worthless. They're, They're less than worthless. They're a nuisance. The real litmus test of spiritual maturity is found in the following verses, verses 4 through 7. Are our lives increasingly marked by the kind of love shown here? Or are we measuring our lives by our abilities or our accomplishments or comparing ourselves to other people? Paul here is directly calling out the attitudes and behaviors of those in the Corinthian church, the exact behaviors he's been addressing in the previous 12 chapters of 1 Corinthians. And again, as modern readers, we must pause and prayerfully ask, how many of these character flaws and sinful attitudes do we see in our own lives? Reading this, I'm struck by how often these attitudes show up in me in the context of the relationships with people I would say I love the most. Impatience, not being kind, insisting on my own way, being resentful, giving up hope, Can any of you relate to feeling this way about family, about close friends? Who we still care about, but we seem to give up on. 
We keep track of the wrongs against us. We bring bitterness into these relationships. More important than any list of spiritual gifts is the list of graces found at the end of chapter 13. Faith, hope, and love. But as Warren Wearsby points out, faith will become sight and hope will be fulfilled. Only love is forever. The mark of a growing Christian is not found in our good Christian works or in our spiritual gifts or in how good a person that we think we are. The mark of a maturing Christian is one who is growing in love for God and for his people. Are we growing in the qualities that we see in verse 4 here? In patience, in kindness, in humility, and on sacrificing our own wants for the good of others. On being less irritable and less resentful. Rejoicing with the truth, bearing all things, believing all things, hoping all things, enduring all things. Now this sounds hard. It sounds impossible. And without God, it is. But why don't you join me in praying that God will help us to grow in love. That we would continue to appreciate how much we are loved by Him. And that it might fuel us to greater love for God and for others. John 13 verse 35 says this, By this all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. God, help us to love. Help us to love well. Help us to love sacrificially, because you first loved us, because you gave everything for us. Now help us out of the overflow of the love with which you have loved us to love others, to love your body, the church, to love those who do not know you yet. And we recognize that we so often fall short, God, but by your grace, by your sanctification, by your Holy Spirit work in us, help us to do better tomorrow than we did today. Do better today than we did yesterday at loving well. We know that with you all things are possible. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us for another edition of Let's Talk. Church family, you are loved. Have a blessed day.